0: The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Justin Robert Young podcast. My name is indeed Justin Robert Young. We are at the end of the week. Thirsty Thursday. This will be my last broadcast for the month of May. If uh, you have not gotten the memo, I am out of office. Triple O. Oh. That's my favorite off. My favorite like corporate buzzword acronym, because whenever someone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be oh," like it's usually when they're doing something cool, like or like going to the dentist. It's like either they're on vacation or they're going to the dentist or they're picking up their kid and doing something. But I'm gonna be oh, out of office because I'm gonna be out of the country, and so this show will be taken over. By my blood, my blood, Eric Young, his wife, Carolyn Young, aka the Young Family Podcast, will take over this show for two weeks. We've already gotten some really fun emails. Keep sending in emails for that show. In fact, you got to get them in now. If you want to ask my brother, my brother's wife, Carolyn. Any questions, go ahead and do it. But by the way, I'm just going to let you know, you can curry favor with Eric. If you spell his name correctly, he is a K, E-R-I-K, not a C, not a C-K, E-R-I-K, like a motherfucking Viking. All right. Go ahead and send in your emails because they're going to record all these episodes over the weekend. So uh, there's there's not going to be if if you are responding to stuff that is airing during the week, it's going to be on next week's show. But now is going to be the time to do it, because I think you guys are going to love them. And there's going to be a lot of emails for the second week. But let's go ahead and get into what we are talking about today. Uh, We're going to do another story here in the A block because uh, I, I wanted to bring up something that I thought was interesting News story today out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Scary story. And that is that an assistant coach for the Indianapolis Colts had his house shot up a dozen times, dozens of times by eight unknown gunmen. Reading now from Deadspin, in a weird and frightening offseason NFL story, the unoccupied home of Indianapolis Colts assistant Parks Frazier was reportedly shot dozens of times by a group of as many as eight unknown gunmen, according to a story by RTV6. Witnesses told investigators from the uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department that about 70 shots were fired into the home of Parks Frazier at the Indianapolis Colts, the Indianapolis Colts' assistant coach. According to the police report, witnesses says say eight young males in three cars pulled up to the house and opened fire. Apparently, the police also found a cell phone of one of the men. Guys, there's only two ways that this story comes to be. In my opinion, there's only two things that could have happened. Number one, this kill squad, because I don't know that you can say it in any other way, The eight people loosing... Dozens of shots is a kill squad. They got the house wrong. That's option number one, right? Option number two. Colts assistant coach, Parks Frazier, needs to have a very serious conversation with his team, with the Indianapolis police. And probably with his God, because he might be mixed up in some shit that is not good. (laughs) Because I don't know how many other situations have uh, eight people show up and fire dozens and dozens and dozens of shots into your house. Like you are risking murder. Eight people decided you want to know what? I'm going to risk the possibility that I will go to jail for murder for a large portion if not the rest of my life eight people decided that if you are involved in something that leads to a decision like that being made you're probably in fucking you know neck deep you are you are nose your nose hairs are tickling the quicksand if if you are in shit like that by the way, big shout out to a show that I caught the last half of last night. It's a Land program called The Dark Side of the Ring. But they are little documentaries. They're very stylized. They're very, very, very well shot. But the one I saw yesterday was about a story that I had heard of, but I was not super familiar with. That is the death of Gino Hernandez. He was a Dallas area wrestler who died under mysterious circumstances. And this documentary, this little episode gets to the bottom of of why he died. There were all these uh, all these stories about, you know, whether or not the uh, uh, he was involved in drug trafficking, whether or not he was killed by a drug dealer. The mother uh, says a drug dealer came and visited her once Gino died. And said, uh, 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 you know, your son owed me a lot of money, but don't worry. I'm going to take care of the entire funeral. Like, there's some heavy shit in there. But big shout out to that. But that's the first thing I thought of when I read this today is like, somebody might be in this some shit. And that might come as news to Colts fans. But what's coming next will be news to you. Our news story today involves one of my favorite things. In fact, for hmm, now that I think about it, the majority of my life, and I've slowed down lately, but for the majority of my life and for a large portion of my friendship with Andrew Maine, we have loved eating at Taco Bell. We love eating taco bell First, For for the majority of my life every new taco bell menu item it would be an event for andrew and i to go and make sure that we sampled the new wares if i'm going to rank them i would say at at the time that the chalupa was new it might have been uh, it might have ranked in the top 10 of my culinary experiences and it might still like I've eaten at Michelin stars Michelin starred restaurants I have paid a lot of money for very good food because I traveled so much for business I had an opportunity to eat food at the places that you should eat food Barbecue in Texas and Kansas City. Seafood in Boston. Seafood in South Florida. Mexican food in uh, 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 beach towns in Mexico. Southern California. And Mission Street in San Francisco. And I can tell you that in terms of the joy and explosion of flavor, many of those experiences slot behind Going to the Taco Bell on University <laughs> University Drive in Davie, Florida, in the late '90s, and trying for the first time ever the soft, fluffy, tangy explosion of flatbread. I guess not flatbread, right? It's fluffy bread, whatever it is that a chalupa is wrapped in. Lettuce, tomato, sour cream, beef, cheese. That first chalupa, holy fucking shit. I love Taco Bell. And now Taco Bell is trying to love me back even more. Taco Bell is opening a hotel and resort. For a limited time, Taco Bell is opening a a hotel and resort based on the brand. The Bell is the brand's latest appeal to its super fans who can buy Taco Bell-themed apparel and have Taco Bell-themed weddings. Reservations will open in June. Taco Bell's latest limited-time offer isn't nacho fries. It's a hotel. The Mexican fast-food chain is taking over a Palm Springs, California hotel and resort, and its latest move to recognize the brand's super fans. Reservations will open in June, and guests can start checking in on August 9th. The Yum! Brands unit didn't specify how long it would operate the hotel. The Bell will feature a gift shop with exclusive Taco Bell-themed apparel and an on-site salon with Taco Bell-inspired nail art and hairstyling services. Taco Bell's chief chief brand officer, Marissa Thalberg, said that the idea for a Taco Bell-themed hotel is meant to be playful and fun, but the brand sincerely intends for it to be an unparalleled experience. I have often quipped that Taco Bell is the fast fashion of food, We have our everyday classics, but sometimes introduce cool, limited edition experiences that's something new and different. Other experiences that Taco Bell offers includes a taco-themed wedding ceremony for $600 at the Las Vegas Cantina flagship location. To date, Taco Bell has had over 165 wedding registrations. And the brand is also teamed with retailer Forever 21 to sell clothes. Okay, hold on. If what I'm thinking is true, this is even funnier than I initially thought. Because there's one thing that I know for sure happens in Palm Springs. Okay, no, no, no. When does Dinah Shore Weekend happen? <laughs> because Dinah Shore Weekend, which is uh, one of the, the largest, the biggest, boisterous gatherings of uh, uh, lesbians, queer and lesbians uh, in the world... <laughs> if they were opening the Taco Bell hotel in Palm Springs during Dinosaur Weekend, they would sell out immediately. That would be a wrap, right? <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Palm Springs, California. I can't see when. It looks like it's it's early though. It's like soon. If it hasn't already happened. God damn it! This is what I get for going to the fucking website. When is Dinah Shore Weekend? April. Oh, okay. It's already happened. Oh, man. All right. So it's not there. But maybe that's a pilot program. That would be even funnier. That would be be low-key one of the funniest things that a a hashtag brand has ever done. (laughs) Oh, shit. Let's get into your emails you Can send your email to at gmail at gmail.com going to be the same email to email Eric and Carolyn when they take over the podcast for the next two weeks send it now send it now send your email in now at gmail at gmail.com ask embarrassing stories about me uh, uh you know parenting stuff you're they're, you're gonna get a nice little introduction to their life their beautiful kids it's gonna be a great time Let's get into our last email here for the week. Sean writes, I totally am with you about not being in vacation mode until I'm at the airport. I always get anxiety before personal travel, but never for work travel. Until all power is stripped from me by crossing the TSA threshold, I am not on vacation. My fiance knows this happens to me, but always asks why I get so worked up before we leave. I'm on the road for work right now without issue, but next week is vacation to Denver. I guarantee I'll get all wound up next week and put my ass into whatever random seat I can find on Southwest. I'm flying Southwest and the anxiety continues until my seat on the last flight. Man, do I love assigned seats. Uh, you want to know what? I'm actually on the opposite side. When I flew Southwest down to Austin, I, I actually kind of dug the no assigned seat thing. Because, like, if, if I can't get the, the, the super front, right, then, you know, whatever. I'd rather just run to the back and get, you know, a guaranteed, like, there are some times where, like, on a flight, I can't be guaranteed that I get a window seat. Sometimes I'll have to get an aisle seat. So I don't know. And also like really my, 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 my rabbi in all things Southwest is one Brian Brushwood who has a religious devotion to this move. Uh, as a frequent flyer, he will get the like AAA you know, walk on before anybody. You would think he would go for the front. No. Instead, he runs right to the back. Literally the last fly, the last like two rows, he will run in there. And fall asleep. In fact, that was the sight that I had when when my, my redress number went away, or my known traveler number went awry, uh, went, awry, went awry, went away as I was flying to Dallas. And so I had to go through pleb TSA that took fucking forever as we're getting closer and closer to the doors closing on this Southwest flight. They're literally calling my name as I'm like running up to the gate. I'm like pouring, sweating bullets. I mean, it's annoying. It's like five o'clock in the morning. I barely get on the plane. And there's Brian Brushwood there in the back, mm. snoozing like a baby. I actually took a picture of it. It's pretty good. All right. Well, guys, that's. That's about it. We're kind of done here. Except. These. Are hot. Han Solo got pissed at Lando when Lando said he'd give the Falcon back without a scratch, but instead knocked off the whole dish at the top. Top, 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 top. What makes water smart? What is dumb water? Of shit. shit. Considered such a bad thing, isn't that just constipation? Con- I get sad looking at my shadow. Because it's a reminder that light waves traveled 93 million miles to Earth just to be stopped by my big head. And that about wraps it up for us today. We want to thank our producers, Bill, Dustin, BioCal, Robert H. Brian C. M. Trade the Melodica Command, Adam Middle-Age, Mike and Harry Lee Smith. You can email us, jurydaily at gmail.com. Send in your emails for Eric and Carolyn, the Young Family Podcast, taking over this show over the next two weeks. But you got to get your emails in now because they're batch recording over the weekend. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat is at Young, And follow that if you want to follow me on vacation because I ain't doing no podcasts, I ain't doing no newsletters, but I will be posting to my social media. So that'll be fun and nice. You can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jury discord. And I do want to thank the folks that brought us our stories today. MacBook Pro, who brought us the Taco Bell story. And uh, I forget who brought us the other one. But uh, you want to know what? You can go ahead and contribute. Over there at our Discord. pit.ly slash jury discord. I will see y'all in June. Until that time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young asking you to please give a round of applause to Mr. West. But in all honesty, Seriously, I need you to please take extra care that until we meet again in June, please don't.